You are listening to the Catholic Exchange Podcast. Hello, this is Stephen Beal, one of the weekly contributors at CatholicExchange.com. I'm pleased to share with you this week a reflection that I took out of uh, work of theology by great uh, Catholic 20th century theologian Karl Rahner. The piece is titled, Three Ways Everyone is Seeking Christ. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. These words of Jesus Christ in John 14.6 constitute one of the most forceful expressions of what could be called the scandal of particularity. One Dominican priest summed it best this way. It is tempting to imagine that something, to be universally valid, is only universal to the extent that it is free from the particularities of time, place, experience, culture, etc. The attractive idea is a kind of free-floating truth which then can embed itself in anyone, anywhere. End quote. This, of course, is a reality lived out by the Church. We are Roman Catholics. We are Roman in the sense that we define ourselves as Catholic by being in communion with the Church of Rome, the ancient sense of an empire that died out more than a millennium ago, and now lives on as a great city, but only one among numerous, ranking a distant 92nd place in terms of population size. Talk about being particular. Of course, we are also still Catholic, which is taken from the Greek word for universal. The scandal of Christianity is our claim to universal truths is grounded in particular realities. And nowhere is the scandal more acute than in the person of Jesus Christ. It is, after all, the scandal of the Incarnation, the historical reality that the second person of the Triune God assumed a fully human nature while retaining the fullness of divinity. In his book, Foundations of Christian Faith, the great Catholic theologian Karl Rahner demonstrates in a new way the radical universality of Jesus Christ. Now, Rahner, whose orthodoxy has been questioned, might have intended to go as far as claim that people who had never met a preacher, picked up a Bible, or even heard the name Jesus Christ could still find him in such a way that they were saved, a claim that might be controversial to some. There is, however, another way to read this section of Rahner's book. Rahner posits three ways to Christ. Instead of reading these as three ways of finding Christ, one could read them as three ways all people are seeking Christ. In this light, Rahner's text becomes immensely important for Christian apologetics. A common approach of apologetics is to establish the universal desire for God, perhaps our experience of beauty and order, or our search for meaning. Rahner, on the other hand, provides a basis for a Christ-centered apologetics whose importance should be self-evident. It also speaks to the most faithful and devout of believers, showing Christians ways in which they are seeking Christ in their lives, even when they feel alienated from their faith. To restate Rahner's claim, then, we could say that all men and women, at least those who take their existence seriously and live honestly, are searching for Jesus Christ. The Jewish carpenter who spoke Aramaic was executed by a provincial governor using a now outdated torture technique 2,000 years ago. Here, then, are three ways everyone is seeking Christ, according to this interpretation of Rahner. First, through absolute love. That we encounter God in love is implicit in the Christian understanding of God as love expressed in 1 John 4, 8. This is a biblical teaching that was given a new expression in the encyclical Deus Caritas Est. 
Now, love arises, a desire for God, when we yearn to experience it absolutely. Absolute love is not an unfamiliar idea to us. It's the stuff of countless movies, stories, and other tales about young lovers who give themselves wholly over to the other person, who long for their union to be an eternal one. But according to Rahner, such love experiences a dilemma. How can such absolute love be shared between finite beings? This is where God enters the picture as a guarantee of absolute love. But love knows and lives the truth only by uniting itself with it. What we are really seeking, then, is a unity between our love of neighbor and our love of God, according to Rahner. This is what happens in the Incarnation. Only in the Incarnation does our love of neighbor, say Jesus, become a love of God. Again, Jesus. The second way all are seeking Christ is in readiness for death. Death, says Rahner, is the one universal defining constant of human existence. In language that echoes the philosophy of existentialism, Rahner writes that the way free and rational beings can have control over death is, ironically, by accepting it, by coming to terms with our powerlessness. But if this is not to be an existential acceptance of the absurd, then we must find some death in history, the present or the future, in which this tension between doing and enduring powerlessness is resolved. By remodeling, or modeling rather, our death on this one, or perhaps even uniting ourselves in some way to it, we can achieve power over what is the ultimate experience of powerlessness. Rana does little to elaborate on his insight, but Christian readers can see where he is going with this line of thinking. The story of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, the Paschal mystery that is both the foundation of our faith and a reality in which we even participate through the Eucharist. Like love and death, hope is a universal experience. But Rana discerns a twofold aspect to hope. We make concrete plans for the future, but hope also entails being open to the unknowable, or the incalculable, as Rahner puts it. Hope for the future, according to Rahner, ultimately becomes hope in God. Rahner seems to suggest that there remains a tension between ourselves as finite beings and God, who is infinite being. Only the Incarnation resolves this tension, while giving us a solid ground upon which to base our hope for the future reconciliation of all things. It may seem strange, but there is something deeply familiar about seeking the universal and the particular. It is, in a sense, a fundamental character of human existence. We all seek, in various ways, to experience universal things, love, truth, justice, and beauty, within the particular, whether that be our homes, our neighborhoods, or even the nation-state. Even the boldest empires of history have never been able to escape the trappings of the particular. The Roman Empire, after all, even in its grandest and most global moments, never cease to be Roman. In the Incarnation, the particular and the universal are truly united. Put another way, the fundamental claim of Christian faith is that all universal human desires and strivings are fulfilled most deeply in the particular person of Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening today. God bless, and have a blessed Easter. And that was, once more, Stephen Beale with Three Ways Everyone is Seeking Christ. Stephen Beale is a freelance writer based in Providence, Rhode Island. You can find his writings every Monday at CatholicExchange.com as well as hear him here on the Catholic Exchange Podcast. If you want to follow him on Twitter, he's at StephenBeal1. Thank you once more for joining us. God love you. Have a wonderful day.